Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Financial Fitness. This is episode 36. I'm joined back with my amazing co-host, Keela Allen, on the Financial Fitness Show. Let's welcome her back. Whoop, whoop, whoop. I'm glad to be back. My goodness. So glad to be back. Definitely glad to be back. <sighs> A bit of normalcy. I can breathe now. <laughs> <laughs> you got time to relax. You know, I know it's been a bit of an eventful week or so, but definitely glad yeah. to have you here again. Glad to be here. Glad to be here tonight. Hey, so uh, let's just go ahead and, you know, dive right on into our topic. Okay, let's roll. Back to school. <laughs> Back to school. Okay, okay, okay. Back to school, right? So last week, we came on the show, we were able to kind of talk about some of the tips and tricks that we had, not tricks per se, but the tips that we have for best back to school practices, where to save money, and kind of where we can look to cut some costs that were super important. Keela and I, right. yesterday as we discussed, you know, like the best ways to go through it, reiterating, you know, we're going to reiterating, reiterate going through those links, but... You know, one of the things that we said was the most important thing was now that kids weren't able to be in the classroom as often and seeing that that may be another possibility, clothes, shoes, books, how does that all play a factor? Yes, that plays a, a huge, huge factor. And just going back to that, just thinking about last year, now my children were face-to-face -face because I, you know, I had to work, their dad had to work, so they had to go. But just thinking about um, for the parents who were not able, who, you know, where schools were primarily virtual, you know, thinking back in those times and during those times, you didn't get a chance to utilize all, I'm pretty sure, all of your school supplies and buying clothes and all of that stuff. So, um, like, even with my children going face to face, I was still able to do the whole refurbish thing. Like I was telling you. Um, and at first I was like, let me just go, you know, dread, doing the whole dreadful back to school thing. But then, no, what I did was I literally went through my kids' closet. I cleaned out their closet, their drawers, just going through all of their clothes and stuff. Like, we're good. I'm not buying any back to school clothes because we're good. They may get some shorts or what have you and a couple pair of shoes, you know, something just to make them feel good about, you know, we're going back to school and I got some new stuff. But no, cutting costs was my main um, focus and just re understanding that, hey, Yes, we're going back to school, but we're still kind of in this pandemic. Like, we're still in this thing a little bit. So things aren't just, you know, even though everything is kind of open back up, there's a great possibility that we may revert back to virtual. So you don't want to go out here and overspend, you know, like we would normally do during the school time, you know, buying all the outfits for each day of the week, buying new shoes to go with each outfit every day of the week, book bags, all the, uh, you know, necessary school supplies or what have you, all those things that you would have during a traditional time or what we're used to having. You may not need those things. So go back and look through those things. Another thing was with um, school supplies last year Tyler's teacher actually sent a good bit of his stuff back home so I like I only had to pick up uh, just a few things just a few um, items that we were missing off of the list um, because again we had a lot of the stuff that they did not get to use last year also taking advantage of your resources like the, the giveaways you know we talked about that 
We're having all these back to school giveaways, stuff like that. So taking advantage of those, oftentimes people shy away from doing that because, you know, in, in my, I'll speak for myself. Oftentimes I'm like, I can afford it. I can go out here and buy. I'll let the people who really need those items get those items. But here's the, here's the reality. We all are in need because guess what? We just gone through a pandemic. A lot of people have just now getting in a groove of going back to work, catching up on bills or what have you, stuff that was maybe past due or just playing catch up in general. So utilizing those resources that are out there as far as the giveaways, back to school giveaways. Like I got a good bit of stuff from my church um, last year and some this year. And like that has helped me out tremendously. Like literally, I really didn't have to go and buy much of anything in regards to school supplies. That's 100% awesome. And I love how you kind of went with the emphasis of cutting costs. And it's not, or cutting costs, saving money wherever you can. The toy, the drives themselves, the back-to-school drives themselves are super important. And it's great that when the community outreaches do that, the church, uh, the schools, programs in general that have this process in this organization um, or they have these things in place, it's important because, like you said, not everybody's able to capitalize on that or able to get the same benefit from it. But the ones who are in need versus the ones who aren't in need, there are ways to still be able to capitalize off of that. Like I said, right. whether you thrift shop for your clothes or you you mentioned, you know, you gave a lot away, like gave away a lot. Yes, of tags I did. Them, right. Yes, I gave away like three bags of um three bags of clothes and I was telling you that I have a big boy, my twelve year old Rylan, he's a big boy and you know, he went through a growth spurt because he's in that age. So we we hop clothes, we jump from clothes sizes and, and what's so crazy is we're going back down, but we're still not as small as some of the clothes that I gave away, unfortunately. But that's okay because I was still able to give good stuff. Like I gave stuff away, like with tags and stuff still on it um, or whatever. Like, yeah, all kinds of stuff, brand name stuff or whatever. Good stuff that's in great condition. And to be honest, I thrift shop for myself. I love going to the thrift. I love thrifting. So there was something my grandmother um, used to do um, when we were younger. Um, my dad's mom, she that's Oh, she used to go to the thrift store and we would find some great finds. A lot of people don't understand. A lot of people look down, you know, look kind of down on that. But thrifting is like one of the best. I love it. I, I love yeah, thrifting. Yeah, what you want. I'm, <laughs> yes. Uh, I yes. You can find it. It's like some hidden gems. Yeah. And it's like, it, and yeah. it depends on where you go. Just because it's not in a fluent area, people, I found Oh man, one day I'm just giving away just real quick. It's got it's kind of on our topic of back to school and clothes shopping. I found Brooks Brothers a Brooks Brothers pullover one day. Just happened to just be scrolling by tag still on it seventy dollars. Yeah, you know how much it was? Yeah, it was, it was retail to seventy dollars. It was ten dollars. Oh, okay. Okay. I, I love it. Listen, listen to, listen to me. Like I almost want to come to Georgia because I follow this girl on Instagram. Georgia has some great goodwills. Yes. I'm telling you, I'm just like, yes. I want to come. I want to go. Like I follow her and she always finds like good stuff, brand stuff that is in great condition. Now that is not being wise. Y'all don't go out of state just to go thrifting. I'm just talking about a personal pleasure here. However, the thrift store is like it, like you can get some good stuff thrifting. You really can. Yeah, I think it's amazing. 
Um, I think we're going to have a quick commercial break in the next few minutes coming up. But before we get there, uh, the next part of, like, going back to school and getting organized is if they are able to be back in this classroom and able to be back in this normal setting, what's one of the things that primarily, like, when you and I were coming up, you know, we needed binders, pencils, things like that to prepare, but also getting into the mindset of completing summer reading, completing summer classes, or trying to get ahead. Um, what are some ways or advantages that other people can look to get ready to be prepared as they call this back to school season? So this back to school season is going to be a little different. I think, and this is just strictly my opinion only, nothing, you know, my opinion only. I think, um, in all honesty, I think a lot of the kids are going to come in facing a deficit. And the only reason why I say that is because they're going to be making a huge transition, especially for the ones Hi who are healthy people. people. Do you, Do you have, have a healthy, healthy product, product or service? service? If you, you are a certified, certified medical professional, fitness trainer, author, or chef, Old Fashioned Health would love to promote your services or product on the Old Fashioned Health radio show. Please reach out to us. Call 404-793-3960 or email us at oldfashionedhealth at gmail.com. You can also contact us at oldfashionedhealth.com. Good health inside and out. Well, our commercial break came a little bit sooner than expected, but hey. That's okay. That's okay. That's okay. But like I was saying, the children will be coming back um, pretty much facing a deficit in those pertinent areas because I'm going to be honest. Because of how we kind of ended our year, our school year, the whole thing was kind of tumultuous. But the way we ended, I think myself, Rylan and Tyler and Andre, like all of us, like we were just exhausted and was glad that school was over. So I feel like um, as far as in the classroom, I think the parents, us at home, and the teachers are going to have to be on one accord because I think, again, the children will be coming in um, in a deficit. I, I don't know, you know, your normal, like you can go and pick up your books for your summer reading and all that good stuff. Well, you really didn't have much of that this summer. I, of course, you could have still read books and all that good stuff at home on your own. But traditionally, how things were, it was, it, you know, you really didn't have that. So I think it's going to be uh, the parents and the teacher really coming together um, in a way that it's going to help bring those kids out of the deficit. I think a lot of the teachers are going to have to really, really, that's when these skills, that whole, you're, you're going to have to pull from the stuff that you learned when you was in doing that uh, college days of teaching you how to have that, you know, do your classroom, how are you going to keep those children engaged? How are you going to keep them convert, you know, in, in the whole scheme of it, getting back into the classroom setting, period. You know, so I think it's going to be um, really, 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 really important and really imperative that the teachers and the parents be on one accord um, more so than what you would normally, you know, expect. Communication because is going to be key. all the way around, they're going to be in a deficit. And that's just my opinion. Yeah, I definitely understand that. And communication is going to be key for that because the virtual aspect as well, we do know that some of these schools, as you mentioned yesterday, have a technology fee where they're able to provide laptops. I kind of gave some suggestions as well um, that people are having, but it sounds like some programs at schools already have this set up in place. So people, yeah. please take advantage of that, even if you 
even if your kid is, you know, not necessarily in need of a computer, they have the ability to take advantage of what the school is offering. Now, Keela, you yeah. mentioned something like how at the end of the year, and this is going to be like a little bit deeper into the dive of the episode today, how it was just like, oh, my God, I've never been through anything like this, which no one went through 2020 in a situation like this before, right? Right. How is it now? Um, I guess the most important thing is we've seen the big topic that's come around that's hit the working environment of adults, right? Their mental mm-hmm. health. How does that play an impact on a child beginning, going back, something that they dealt with last year? How important is it to understand your child's mental health in this era of where they are right now and going to school? So, and I'm going to speak from a personal, something that we have experienced with Rylan. Okay. So with the younger children, like with Tyler, you know, the trend, it wasn't, it wasn't that, for the lack of better wording, that was okay. You know, he was good because Tyler's only six, though. He was, you know, he's still pretty much like a baby, you know, going through those phases. Not to say that he didn't experience anything, but it was okay. But for Rylan in his age group, we're talking not where I'll say from anywhere from nine to maybe like, you know, on up through through like high school students. Um, I think as parents, it's going to be very, very, very important that we remove, and I don't want to say remove because I don't want anybody to think that I'm saying, hey, you know, just give your child a pass. What I'm saying is we're going to have to, you know how your parents used to be on you about making good grades and standing on top of everything? I think more so, and this is just from my experience, I think more so you should draw back on that and really, really, really make sure that you're communicating effectively with your child in regards to how they're feeling, okay? What I mean by that is, and I'm just going to, you know, jump right in here, the last, the latter part of the year from January up until we had a big break in like April, we it, it was tough for us. And it was because at first I thought it was because Rylan wasn't just adjusting. He wasn't adjusting the way that I thought he should have been adjusting to the new di- district, to the new grade. I thought we were just going through like some growing pains. Mm-hmm. So it was like I, we, Andre and I were like his grades were slipping and stuff started to happen. And we were doing stuff like the typical things parents do. Discipline. You know, first we want to assess the situation and make sure, you know, like, you know, talk to them just trying to see, you know, if we truly have a, a, a learning uh, a issue there, a barrier there, or are you just being, you know, like lazy? Are you just not putting forth your best effort? Because we are in a pandemic and things are much more different and lax. And what I found out was that that was not the case. My child was suffering, um, you know, from anxiety, depression. And understanding that it was the whole dynamic, it was the whole setup. So we were looking forward to going into sixth grade with the whole aspect of changing classes and all of that. But because of the pandemic, they changed that. 
all of the students, they didn't get to intermingle with one another like normal. They were in one class, six feet apart, and the teachers changed class. The teachers came around to uh, the classrooms. The children did not change class, so they were primarily in one room all day long. So I have my child who is uh, new to the district, don't know anybody, like nobody. He was brand spanking new knew anyone and we're in the middle of a pandemic where there's really not much of any socialization going on none so going back to his grade stuff just started to happen and keep in mind my child came from uh you know his previous like um first to fifth grade he was at one school and he was well known he did a lot of things participated in a lot of things he was like sga vice president all this kind of stuff. So he went from that dynamic to a dynamic where nobody knew him. And he was just there. No, not one friend, not anybody. And it was, it was totally, totally different. And his grades started to slip. So we were just like punishing him because, you know, we were trying to get, you know, trying to do some reinforcement, trying to get, uh, you know, trying to stay different, but my child broke down. And he explained to me, he goes, mama, you don't get it. I got stuff going on. And at first I'm thinking it's just a cop out, but no, he was struggling. He was struggling really, really, really hard. And it was so heartbreaking and so heart wrenching because here I am disciplining my child thinking that, um, you know, it's just him being lazy, but he truly couldn't. It, it was nothing he could do. It was out of control. We, I'm talking about like his sleep pattern had changed. Like he wasn't sleeping. He wasn't eating. He was very moody, kind of. Like he wanted to be isolated. He really didn't want to fool with anybody. A lot of weight gain. He gained a lot of weight. It was all the signs were there, but I was missing it. So I think for parents, especially going into this new year, you're really, really going to have to make sure you focus on your child's mental health and wellness. And, and, and the way that you do that is have conversations with your children. Create a safe space for them where they can actually have conversations and be open with you and be candid with you without you wanting to be, you know, be the disciplinary or wanting to correct that behavior. Because here's the thing. I was parenting and Andre was parenting only from a place in which we knew how to parent because we had never experienced anything like that before. And us being, you know, us not living together under one roof, you know, we're divorced and all that, that played, a, that was a huge barrier in itself. So we had to remove all of those things and understand that our child was, it, it was all about him and what he needed in that moment. And I can, I, I just want to encourage parents and to just, again, like, don't let the whole, when you see those signs, don't let the whole disciplinary thing be your immediate response, because that was my immediate response, you know what I'm saying, because I know who my child is, I know how my child normally operates, and you're out of character, but at the same time, I'm thinking it's more so of a thing where he's just being defiant, because maybe he's mad at me, because he's in a I, I removed him from where he once was and put him in a whole new environment. But that wasn't the case. And you're going to have a lot of children who are going to be going back into um, this whole school setting. You have to keep in mind, we're talking about children who already were introverted, 
already who, you know, kids who weren't just like socially, uh, the social butterfly or anything like that. People who are children who are more so recluse, you know, so you have to do things to kind of make the, the main thing is making sure you create a safe space for your child to be able to be open and candid with you, if nothing more. And like Andre and myself, and I'm just thankful to God that we're able to afford a therapist. We're able to get our child some low, low, moderate uh, professional help to help in areas in which, you know, we can't really do. And that's one thing that parents have to understand as well. Sometimes it, there's no handbook to parenting. So there's no it's not you, it's not perfect. And you have these people out here to help your children. So I really, really believe that that's, that's going to be important as well. Making sure that you have whatever, utilize whatever resources you possibly can. Some people may not be able to afford, uh, may not have insurance that pay for therapists or may not be able to pay out of pocket for therapists. But you do have school counselors. Talk to the school counselors. Talk to the teachers. You just find advocates for your child and uh, and just really, really be aware of those red flags. And when you do see them, don't let the whole disciplinary thing, punishment thing, be the first line of correcting that behavior. Man, uh, guys, didn't I tell y'all she was an amazing mother? And that is absolute because like one of the things we harped on last night was like how back in the day, our day, like when we were coming up, it was we were so busy and so many activities that you really didn't have time to be mentally weak because your mind yep. raced to so many things. So when you got home, you rested or it's like, OK, get through this, push through this. Yep. This is important. So now that knowing this, I think it's a great topic. And yes. a lot of people just need to understand, show your kid that love, show them that understanding. As of right now, yes. you know, I'm not a parent, so I don't have any kids to kind of either reprimand, discipline, or do anything to until that time happens, you know, for your boy. But <laughs> <laughs> it's going to come and just know that again, that there's no, there's no handbook to parenting. You can only utilize the tools that you have, but you can, you can increase the tools in your toolbox by reaching out to those resources, utilize the resources, you know, talk to people. A lot of times we shy away from that because we we don't want to be embarrassed. But I tell anybody, if you got something, you if you can help me, help me, please. Yes. You know, help yes. me. You know, it takes a village and it goes back to that. It definitely takes a village. And sometimes, especially in my case, um, you know, my children are coming from, we, we have, you know, his dad, their dad, we're, we're not together. You know, we're divorced. We don't live under one roof. But I will tell you this. Once we understood it, child, it was like, once we understood what was going on and our child needed us, honey, we were there. And that's what mattered most. Like everything else had to wait. Everything else had to fall off to the side because what you don't want to do is you don't want to lose your kid. You don't want to lose your kid. You don't. Children are like blank slates. You can create them to be whoever and whatever you want them to be. And just like sometimes we as adults need people to pour into us, our kids definitely need us to pour back into them. And, you know, as parents, again, there's no handbook to it. However, you know, you have to give, give it your best, best shot. And whatever that is or whatever that looks like, I just, I would encourage anybody to just do it, you know, just do it. 100%, 100%, 100%.
Speaking of um, pouring into people, pouring into the community and sewing in, here at Financial Fitness, that's something we wanted to do as well. And with kids getting ready to go back to school and kids getting ready to start in the season, we know how sometimes it can be a little difficult to get started or being in a process. So what we were able to do here at Financial Fitness for this back to school, we're giving away $200 to (laughs) four people. Who comment, like, share, put their name in the comments. We're going to do a drawing. You got one week. Our next episode, we're going to announce four winners, $50 gift cards or however um, it comes up to be. I still have to kind of figure that out, but it is going to be a total of $200. Um, But I think we're going to do gift cards. So that way it works best for back to school. It works best for kids being able to go for shopping, things like that. We all know that this is a time of need. But at the same time, if yep. your kid gets started, if it's that confidence booster, if it's that little bit of uh, extra pens, pencils, paper, if it's that little bit of inspiration that helps them understand that, hey, right now I'm in a position to where I can budget this card, I can figure out what I need, help them understand financial fitness as they grow in their process of understanding the best ways to work out your means to your income and what works for your pockets, we want to be able to give, we want to be able to share, and we're thankful that we can do that. Um, Here on the Old Fashioned Health Network, this is something that uh, we're doing right now, so I'm glad that we have the ability to be able to do that today. So uh, I wanted to thank you guys. Keela, of course, thank you. And uh, thank you. Thank you. Looking forward to sharing that. So, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to Old Fashioned Health Network. Uh, This is Financial Fitness. Comment, like, share. And see if you comment, like, share, comment, like, share. <laughs> if you're gonna be make that fifty dollars, fifty dollars can go a long way, can. long, long way. <laughs> Thank y'all so much for tuning in. We'll catch you guys next week or two Bye. weeks. Bye. Yes. <laughs>